Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture He's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He's the only one worthy of praise I seek His help, His guidance and His forgiveness I believe in Him and I trust Him I seek refuge and Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah and whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah, Rabbil Alameen, and I testify that Muhammad is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. In behalf of Islamic Center of Colombia, I would like to welcome you all. And I hope that you excuse me, I'm not feeling good. It's just something happened about 45 minutes ago. I have a muscle thing that irritated me, so I'm not in the best condition. But uh, I know that you're coming, and I still feel obligated that I have to be here to first welcome you and thank you for being here and also to talk to you. Uh, I don't know how much time that we have, maybe until 1 o'clock, so we have 11 hours and 20 minutes. So this is sound good. All right. So, uh, I appreciate the generosity it's given me a whole uh, 17 minutes. I don't think this is a TV show. If it's a TV show, we'll be paying thousands of dollars. This is the reason we're going to limit it to 17 minutes, but doesn't matter. No problem. We can talk for 10 minutes, and we entertain questions for 5 minutes. How much is this? 15. And we allow 1 minute to have... Uh, Snack and one minute that you get back in your bus. <laughs> Thank you. My name is Mohammed Sayyid Adli. I'm originally from Cairo, Egypt. I'm the director of the Islamic Center here, what you call minister or whatever term you want to use. They call me Imam. Uh, we have this center here since 1981. It used to be an old building on Gervais Street, and later on we moved, and we have the new building here. Uh, actually, what I would like to talk to you, I don't have any special things really prepared to talk to you about, uh, but it is our pleasure to have you here. I know that you study in Bible College, I know you already know something about Islam, especially about the five pillars of Islam, so it's going to be a reputation to say these things again, but I'm looking for something to be uh, specially made, special or unique that maybe you didn't read it in the book or something like this. I'm familiar with their work and uh, with the activity of the Bible College. I visited there many times. I used to have... Uh, uh, a dear friend there, Dr. Phillips, which I think is in uh, 
Philippines now, this is about 10, 12 years ago. I'm sure that most of you, if not all of you, knew you don't know what's going on, but I've been in the Bible college many times, I lectured there a few times, and uh, so... I'm not going to tell you about the five pillars and all these things because you're already familiar with these things. But what, basically what I believe that anything related to God, any religion, any church, you will find there is something common about all the religions. It talks about prayer, fasting, being nice and good to your neighbors and all these things. But what is special that you can hear from the Imam today if you come to the Islamic Center? What I can tell you today? We share and we have things in common. But what is not in common? I think this would be a better approach with spend this next few minutes coming. What is special about Islam from Christianity or Judaism or Buddhism or anything else? I make and summarize it in two or three words. One is the nature of God, or what we, one is the nature of God. Secondly, the single God with the worship. Thirdly, that Islam is a way of life. So if you ask me, what do you think is different between your religion and my religion, I will tell you this is the three items which I think can be different. Who is God? And driving the worship and single God by the worship. And third point is the uniqueness of the religion that is a way of life. Does anybody understand my Spanish? Are you a Jew? No? Oh, oh I thought this is... Uh, okay. It looks nice in a way. The more you cover it, the better. Does anybody believe in covering? Nobody? You believe to show your uh, beauty? I thought Mariam used to cover. Anybody know anything about Mariam? Mother of Jesus? Anybody awake? Is anybody in the room here? Or those who are awake, please raise hands so I can take it. 5, 20, 26, 30, 15. Okay, we have about 55 people here approximately. Or a plus tax. The nature of God, this is one thing unique. When we say God in Islam, God in Islam, we're talking about the Creator which is unique in everything, his nature, and I'm going to summarize it, make it very, very direct to the point, because my condition, okay, but as, as long as I have my thumb on it, I think I have, I'm okay. The second thing, the time that's limited. Nature of God in Islam, that he's unique, he has no family relationship with anyone the only relationship between him and the creation that he is God everything else is his creation he is the master everything else is his slave that means tell us that in Islam please I want to make sure you understand my Spanish can you? 
Yes. I'm not speaking Spanish. So I don't know what you're talking about, yes. Do you understand my French? No one? Qui parle par français? No one? Okay. Nature of God that He, He is unique. The nature of God is totally different from the nature of a human being. He's the creator. Everything else is His creation. This will include Jesus, Moses, Abraham, the prophets in general, the angels, the, the jinn, okay, or the devils, whatever you want to call it, or Satan. So God Almighty has a different nature from everything else that you know or you don't know. In Islam, God doesn't have son. God doesn't have a father. Doesn't have a daughter. Doesn't have a equal. This basically, this is the main difference between God in Islam and God in any other religion. This understood? Okay, what is the second thing? So that means we say that God is not the father of anyone, neither he is the son of anyone. God Almighty is not the son of any, neither he is the father of any. So if God Almighty is not the son of any, neither he is the father of any, what he is to everything. He is the creator of everything. He is the nourisher of everything. He is the one who takes care of everything. <coughs> Excuse me. Everything needs him and he doesn't need anything. Everything depends on him and he doesn't depend on anything. Everything exposed to death soon or later, but he's the one who never dies. This is the nature of God in Islam and to my belief and my understanding and the little bit that I read in the Bible and other beliefs that this is totally different from what is the other books produce or introduce God to be. The second point which is the main point in Islam that we derived all worship to Almighty Allah, which is what we say God, but we don't say the term God, because the term God, it can be third to masculine or feminine, it can be dual, it can be plural, but the nature of God doesn't take this, dual and masculine and feminine and, okay, so we say Allah, which is a unique term, but for the sake of lecturing or for the audience to understand what I'm talking about, God. In Islam we derive all form of worship to only God and God alone. So we never worship Muhammad as example. Neither we worship Jesus. Neither we worship the angels. Neither we take them as mediator between us and Almighty God. This totally forbidden in Islam. And by doing this, you can tell them to call later. And by doing this, you are associating partner beside God. If you take a Jesus as a mediator between you and God, if you take Muhammad as a mediator between you and God, 
or the angels, or Gabriel, or any of God's creation, doesn't matter how close this thing or that person to God or how holy, this call, you take a mediator between you and God. And this is called partnership. In Islam, you come directly to God. You worship God directly. You don't have somebody between you and God. This is something also unique about Islam. So when we pray, when we call on God, we say, Oh Allah, give us, grant us, do such and such to us. We don't say, as example, in Muhammad names, Ameen. Do you still understand me? Those who taking a nap, please wake up. I'm about to finish. We come direct to the point, make it short and sweet. You will like the cake. It's a homemade, by the way. So we understand this, that all form of worship have to be derived directly to God, no mediator. Before I go to the last point, what does it mean to worship? Worship is the means that God Almighty had legislated for us to get closer to Him. And also the things that He forbid us to do it. So worshiping God, that means you obey God, try to please God by doing what He said do, and to stay away from what He say, stay away from it. Is this understood? To some of you at least? Thank you. The last thing I can talk to you about in Islam is that Islam is, if we use the term religion, okay, it is a religion which cover everything. So we don't have a separation in religion between what you may call church and state. Alright? That means in Islam, Islam is a way of life. If you talk about marriage, if you talk about business, if you talk about politics, if you talk about even eating, going to the bathroom, desires, anything, is designed by Almighty God. So we did not say, okay, when you come to the temple or you come to the mosque, now you're worshiping God, now you're obeying God. When you go to the grocery store, to the convenience store, this is your business. You can sell whatever you want to sell. Because here I come to worship God, but when I go there, I have to make money. How I'm making the money doesn't matter. I can be selling drugs to you, doesn't matter. You die or you get a heart attack, doesn't matter. As long as I make dollar, I'm happy, fine, you see. So Islam goes in every inch in our life. Is this understood? So how many things we talk about, how many items I talk about it since I've been talking? Three. Did anybody understand it? Okay. I think this something maybe I don't know. You didn't see it in 101 to Islam in the boxes that you study and your research. I will stop here, although if I'm in better condition, health-wise, and you have more time, I can keep you until tonight so easy without having a notebook in front of me. This is so easy for me, all right? But I will be generous to you by giving you the time, whatever that is left, if it's five minutes or five hours, to ask. Because sometimes through the questions we get about more understanding. 
And sometimes many things you don't find it easy in your book. All right? And you would like to get it from somebody who is Muslim. So, if anybody would like to have any question, feel free to ask. And there is nothing to, to say is a silly question or maybe offensive question. Feel free and please make yourself a home. You still in Colombia, South Carolina. Don't be scared. You are not in Iraq. You are not in Iran. You are not in any place. Alright? And you ask to come. And we welcome you to come. So feel secure and feel that you are at home. So if any question, don't feel that you're stepping in my toe. Because I wear socks already. So, so easy to pull my feet out. Alright? Feelings is not going to change the reality. And I'm sure if somebody talked bad about your mother or your father, alright, or even about you, but usually we love our parents and respect our parents and cherish them more than ourselves. So can you imagine if somebody falsely talk about your parents, how you feel about it? This is something new. Try to put people in the image that they want to kill everybody. This is not true, this is not reality, because the history, if you read the history itself, it tells you that in some time, the Muslims used to have the upper hand in the government, and under this Islamic government and as the Khilafah, used to be Christian and Jewish living there. So, this is not what is the media present today. So the history is the best witness how Christian and Jewish, when they used to be living under Islamic State, how they've been treated. And they have, they have equality and how they've been defended from even their own enemies. But this is a, a way to keep non-Muslims away of knowing about Islam. Because Islam is the worst enemy of the West. And not only the West, even some people in the East. Why? Because Islam talks about justice, fairness, equality. But some people who are in a position, they don't want to let it go. So their worst enemy is Islam because Islam telling them, you don't have the right to possess all this property. You don't have the right to do such and such. So the only way that we're going to use the media and they use it to understand, to serve our chair, our position, our presidentship, or whatever that you want. So some people are playing games. And this is what you call fishing in the dirty water. Simple like this. They feel what? Tell me, they feel what? Okay. Where, where this, where is this in Quran? Let's assume that we have some, let's assume this, okay? That some Muslims, they do this, or they interpret the Qur'an this. So there is a difference between the Qur'an and the people, how they interpret Qur'an. We want these people, if there is people who do this, to show us where is in the Qur'an, say, if somebody doesn't become a Muslim, kill him. Simple like this. Where is that in Qur'an, say, that when somebody is not a Muslim, kill him. And again, like I said, 
even in the time of the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him because he's the best man that ever understood the Quran and lived the Quran in his own city the Jews would live in there the Christian would exist in existence there in the time of the Khilafat of Umar, Abu Bakr Siddiq, all the things so do you think that the student would be better than the teacher? So, if we did not see, if we see that Christians have lived and enjoy freedom of exercise their worship and they have their churches during the time of the Prophet Muhammad and the Khulafa al-Rashidin. So, if somebody come in Sudan or Egypt and do something different, this is the same thing like any Christian can say, this is the way, this is the way how I understood Christianity to be. We could not control people's understanding. We could not, you understand? But actually the problem will be if you can point something in the text itself, say, if somebody doesn't become a Muslim, kill him. And I'm sure that there is a lot of people who live day and night to study Quran. They are not Muslims, okay? Study Quran to find any defect in it. Because this is a war between Islam and other religions. This is fact. And there is some people who look into found faults in Islam. But where is this people to come with a statement say, if somebody doesn't become a Muslim, kill him. Same way like say Islam being spread by the sword. Alright? I'm sure that you heard a statement like this. That Muhammad was killing the people to be a Muslim. So, we ask them a very simple question. You have about 6 or 8 million Muslims in America. Who brought the sword to America and made these people become Muslim? This is what I'm saying. They, everybody can claim something. But the problem when you support your claim with a statement from the Quran, now we can take this to court and say you are guilty. But somebody claiming... Everybody, anybody can claim anything. Same way like I can claim your car that you came with. I say, it's my car. What kind of car are you driving? You see? <laughs> so I don't even have anything to claim today. <laughs> All right. Yes, ma'am. Oh, how you go about forgiveness? Okay. First of all, this is the nature of a human being to be forgetting, neglecting, shortcoming. Because we're human beings. We are not angels. And God Almighty, He knows that we going to forget, neglect, slow down, drag our feet. But in the same time, one of the most beautiful names of Almighty God, the Creator, is Al-Ghafur and Al-Ghafar. That means the most forgiven. How to be forgiven? Before I tell you how to be forgiven, we don't believe in the original sin. What this means? That my baby who just born yesterday, He's clean. I could not say that he's a sinner, that he inherited the sin from his father or his grandfather. He's just born. He didn't, he didn't commit adultery. He didn't steal. He didn't curse me. He doesn't even know how to talk. How I can believe that he's a sinner? So when you are a sinner, when you commit the sin, when you break the law of God, now there is phrases that you say. There is a, a, what you call, uh, Remorse, 
Yes, feeling sorry in your heart. Okay, crying, bowing down, all the things to be image of forgiveness. Prayer itself, actual prayer, giving charity to the poor. So means of forgiveness in Islam have a different forms. But this, if the sin involved you and God only, what does it mean? Sin is two different, two types of sin. One involves the right of God, one the right involves the right of the human being. If I snatch your bucket book, alright, where is the bucket book? Is he scared that I'm going to, he didn't bring it because if, alright, next time bring it, okay. If I snatch your bucket book, okay, now by taking your bucket book and taking your money, now I say, oh God, forgive me. Doesn't work like this. I break the law of God by stealing. But in the same time, I took your property. So the forgiveness here requires two things. Seeking God's forgiveness and return the property to the lawful owner. You understand? So if I neglect my prayer or my fasting, now I need to ask God to forgive me. But if I take your property as example, or if I backbite you, okay? So I didn't take something, but now... Your image in the community is not good because I said something false about you. So now I have to do something about what I did to you and after this ask God forgiveness. So through prayer, through seeking forgiveness, through feeling sorry, through giving a charity, returning the property to the lawful owner, all these things became a means of forgiveness. In addition to this, sickness, illness, losing of property, uh, death of members of the family, uh, hardship and calamity falling in you, this also means that God can, can remove some of your sins. You understand? Question? Okay, this is so nice of you. I thought that we have 60 people, that, that means we're going to have 62 questions at least. Oh, we don't work on simple stuff. You need to get a tough one. <laughs> okay. In actuality, if a person comes the evening that he's drunk, or whatever, we don't, we don't expect him people to do the outside before the inside. So, and ignoring God or associating partner beside God, this is the worst kind of thing. In Islam, we understand that women have to cover, okay? She have to cover it. This is a sin. But we don't go to minor sin, leaving the major sin there. So basically people have to be educated first. And you have to be all in your place for people for understanding. Does not mean that you're imposing your belief in them. But you have to present your product to them. And if you be making restriction on them, this is not fair. Because the person is not committed to your belief. How you can tell him, do this, do that, do this. So we leave our place open for anybody. And the people have the right to come and ask. Borrow books. Or even if we have it, we give it to them for free. And this is not obligation that they have to be Muslim. But they have the right to get to know. Now if they know and they did, this is good for them. If they did know this between them and God. But for us, we have to be a means to make the information available to the people 
without any making restriction. So we have to keep the place open for any person, regardless whatever the reason of coming, because we only God knows what's in the people's heart. And somebody will come with the intention that let's check these people out. And you may know, you say, oh, these people, they study in Bible college. They're going to be missionaries. They're going to go to Africa and do this and that. This is not my business. Because they don't have control over the hearts. People will come with intention, God Almighty, to turn their hearts to something else. So this is not my job. My job is to provide the information. Now what God Almighty got to do with their hearts, this is his business. So we welcome people without making any restriction. And we can discuss as much as they want to discuss without having ill feeling, without trying to step in anybody's toes. But we have to be also open and truthful with them. We don't say, yeah, yeah, what you worship what we worship, or you doing right, we doing right. You going to heaven, we going to heaven. We tell the people to be with all honesty, without having any hatred or any animosity. This is the way how we believe, and this is what our book teaches us. Simple like this. So we always have our place open for anybody to request. And I, I was about to put somebody else actually to take in charge of the talk today, but I felt that this is not going to be the proper way to welcome my guests. Although I'm not feeling good, I said, no, I have to wait until they come, and after this I may go home and get some rest. But So I, I honor you understand the guests. And I, I felt that I'm obligated that I have to be here. So please make yourself home and make yourself, even after this meeting, if for whatever reason you come and to take the information, if anybody felt later on they want to come, like you understand you want to get a blast and you want to write a good report, you want to go get some pictures about the mask, feel free you can come. We open every day. We are not going to ask you why you're doing this. So we, we don't have any 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 problem with people to come to visit and I'm sorry that Ramadan just finished. Otherwise we invite you to come and break fast with us and eat dinner with us. But we try to do a little bit snack outside to show also our hospitality and to let you know that you're welcome. And we have the place open every day and people always available here in case you have any question about Islam. But really, I want to let you know something very important. That what's going today is nothing but a politics. It has nothing to do with the religion. About these things, about terrorists and Qaeda and Bin Laden and all these things. Politics is, is a big game and it's bigger than me and you to understand it. People have different motivation why they don't things. It's not about to understand, okay, uh, we want to do this or do that. There is other motivation. So it's not everything that you see in the TV or that you hear about it, read it in the paper, it has to be right. How do you understand Islam? How you judge Islam? Not by the Muslims. Not by the action. Not by what the TV. Judge Islam and Muslims by what's in the book. If you found this in the book, now you can tell us, you are wrong people because your book says such and such. As long as it's not in the book, we are free from it. Anybody have a question, comments, concern? You understood, I'm sure that you understood. He was trying to express two meanings, 
two issues about here doesn't matter what your belief is, Muslim, Christian, Jew, anybody come and take your wife or stay in your house, take it. what you do if you defend yourself, you defend your property, defend your family, now you're going to call a person a terrorist because he defend his land, doesn't make sense. And he gave you another issue about the war between the, so, uh, uh, what you call the two superpower, Muslims was not involved. So why nobody, and both of them are Christian, why you didn't call them terrorists, okay? So, so he, he given you example, you understand that what's happening, the way how we look at it, it, it doesn't even make sense. And the last story he was talking about, about the incident between a Jew and a Christian, and the Muslim didn't pay what he owed to the Jew, and they went to the Prophet ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ was telling the Muslims that he have to pay what he owed to the Jew. It's not because he's a Jew that you can take his money or forget about him. So there is justice, there is a balance, there is fairness in the Islam. And what we see nowadays, they understand, like you say, the war is not in America, the war is in the Iraq, in Afghanistan, everywhere. So all these people, you understand, all these people came and fought you in your country, but you there because the oil, because whatever reason. And after this, if these people try to defend them, themselves and their country, now you're calling them terrorists. And now we're going to attach this to Islam. It's not any, so I hope that everybody understood what he's talking about. Anybody have any question? Any concern? Yes, ma'am. I say whatever affliction falls in the person or if losing part of your family. So, because anything having good or bad is by the will and the decree of God exercising patience towards the decree of Almighty God, now you receive reward for it, and you will be forgiven for some of your sins. So, illness, sickness, things like this. You're going through hardship. God Almighty will make this also as a means of forgiveness. Anybody else? Okay. Okay, like I said, you understand, this is the first thing that I start with. What the nature of Almighty God, this is the big difference between us and any other belief. There is no any belief have the same quality of God like what we believe. Some people, you understand, they believe that the cow is their God. And you can see this in India as example, okay? Some people believe, and they call it the mother nature. Some people believe in a God that who, you understand, three in one, and one is three. So this is the reason that this is the first thing that I said, that the nature of God in Islam is totally unique, and that Almighty God is one and alone. I, first, I would like to say that I'm very thankful and grateful for your visit. And please don't make it the last. This up to you. But the place is open. If any individual will come for any information, we have a small library. And also, I bought some flyers outside in case you want to wait, take one or more, do so. And uh, please try to have some snacks before you go. And if you still have any more time, feel free that you can talk with anybody here, person to person, you understand, with the or don't put any restriction what you ask the people or what you talk to them. I, uh
I think we have two Muslims here, female. This is Sister Ru'ya, and I think this is Sister, I don't know who's the Sister, Amina maybe? Amatullah, oh, this is the Sister Kemuzi. Amatullah and Sister Adila Shabazz. You can, uh, she's here, she's teaching in Benedict College also. So there is few ladies here that you interact with them if you want, and we have few brothers here. But Wali, you interact with them, please make sure that you get some snacks and some flyers. And if I can be in any assistance, please let me know. And please forgive me again, I'm not going to be able to interact and walk with you to the, it's a part of our respect and hospitality because I'm not really feeling good. So I'm going to remain seated in my seat, but please, it's not any disrespect, forgive me. Thank you again for being here, and thank you very much. In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa, P.O. Box 29465, Riyadh 11457, Saudi Arabia. Phone 445-4900. Also, 491-6065. Fax, 497-0126. If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.